William Carey University is one of the top universities in the Southeast. With multiple scholarship opportunities for incoming students, it's one of the most affordable private universities in all of America. Carey provides a multitude of undergraduate and graduate programs, as well as over 10 different doctoral degrees. Did I mention that Carey also boasts one of the top 100 med schools in the country? And I also hear that the baseball team's pretty dang good. Check them out on all forms of social media and visit wmcarry.edu for more information. If you're looking for hats for your business, hunting club, or just whatever, go check out Chickasahay Hat Company. It's locally owned by good folks, so you don't have the hassle of dealing with big box companies. They carry multiple different brands and sizes, including the number one selling hat, the Richardson 112. Custom embroidery is available on all hats and shirts, and to top it off, 10% of all profits go to charities for people that struggle with addiction. Like I said, good people. You can check them out on Facebook at Chickasahay Hat Company or on the web at chickasahayhatco.com. Mississippi, you know how hard it was for me. Mississippi, I miss you, I hope you miss me, my Mississippi. And we're back, another episode, first episode of season three. On this episode, we'll be solving the world's problems, <laughs> so we're right about everything, always have been. Um, so the last episode we did of season two was with the governor of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, and just so happens tonight that we're recording this, uh, today's election day. So by the time this show comes out, we will either have Governor Reeves back in office for four more years or, uh, the other BP. guy. Uh, what's his name? I uh, said that like I'm cheering for him. I didn't mean it like that. Brandon Presley. <laughs> Brandon Presley. BP. The other guy. Um, yeah, I wrote myself in. So, so all right. I got to clear the air on some some political stuff here. Um, uh, are we good to do that? What, yeah. What right. air is there to clear? Well, all right. So there's this all these ads out, and, and it checks out. Like I've read, I'm gonna guess that they're scholarly articles about Brandon Presley's uh, the money he's raised in the election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, 80% of it is from outside of the state of Mississippi. Right. All right. And Tate Reeves has used that against Brandon Presley, essentially. Right. Saying, you know, hey, man, 80% of this money comes from outside of the state. Those people aren't going to just be satisfied with changing the name in the governor's mansion. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Like, if I gave you $12 million, I'm going to expect something back somehow or another. Right. Yeah, it's a little rich, though, with the TANF welfare scandal going on. Right. To talk about somebody where they got their money from. No, I no, I agree. I agree. Okay. I mean, especially, look, I, did, I couldn't bring it up, but his personal trainer got $1.2 million. Right. Of federal, of government, I'm sorry, state-level funds. So, yeah. yeah. Who's personal trainer? The governor's. I don't know if for, that was for the governor. Training <laughs> him for been, what? I, I, mean, I, that I have no idea. Well, battle. And, and, and no, I'm with you. They all do that, but yeah, right. there is a lot of outside money, and I think that should be illegal. Oh, I think I for s- for like money for a state election, 
mm-hmm. outside money. Because I bet you, I bet you Tate's taking money from a corporation that's not based out of Mississippi. Oh, I'm sure he has. Yeah, so you're saying that too, though. Oh, yeah, across like the board. Like if he took money from, say, like Texaco. Right. And they gave you, I'm just coming up with an oil and gas company. Right, no, no, I, I agree. Br- I bring that up because he was big with oil and gas at the debate. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where Tate money, Tate's money came from. But, look, the reason the Democrats got money coming from out of the state is because where is a Democrat city in the state of Mississippi that has a lot of money? There's not one. There you go. <laughs> no, I, I know. But, you know, I just, I, I never liked the idea of out-of-state money influencing state elections. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense to me. And and there's too much conflict of interest there for, for the politicians themselves. Because, like you're saying, or like we said, if, if somebody gave you $12 million, they're going to expect a favor, and you're going to have to deliver. Mm-hmm. And you, let me ask you I this. I don't like other states controlling you know, what we're doing in Mississippi. Uh-huh. Do you believe that uh, out-of-state people then probably shouldn't be involved in the elections? I agree. Okay, the reason I say that is is because the only ad I've seen for Tate in the last three days is Donald Trump on the TV. Oh, I can't. For Tate I, Reeves. I, you know, and, and, and I you know. you tell me he's not going to owe him a favor? No, absolutely he would. <laughs> no, well. and, and, and I'll be honest with you, like, I'm not a, I'm not a Trump guy. And I, I know you're not a Trump guy. I like Tate okay. He hadn't done a bad job. No, I think Tate's done a good job. Uh, one thing that gets lost in all of this is the amount of calamity that Governor Reeves has had to deal with in his four years in office. There's oh, yeah. N- there's never been another governor of Mississippi have to deal with as much stuff that he has. And I feel like maybe in the 70s, 60s, somebody may have dealt with some big stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying there hasn't been stuff along the way. I'm just, (laughs) but I'm talking about like talking about integration, (laughs) (laughs) right? But like from COVID, which was obviously a a debacle, uh, still is, um, and all of the natural disasters that we've had in the state in the last four years, especially the tornadoes, Mm -hmm. you know, and all that. I mean, this past year was unbelievable. The amount of tornadoes that hit in the state of Mississippi. Um, and I think he's done a good job. I think more businesses are moving to the state. Um, education has improved. Um, Mississippi's test scores have gotten better. Teachers got a raise. All right, I'm going to get on a soapbox for a minute. I'm going to make some teachers mad right here. All right. Oh, <laughs> and my, you know, my wife's a teacher. Um, but why do teachers continually gripe about their salary? Like, dude, you knew what that job paid when you went to school for it and when you signed up for it. Mm, this is a touchy subject. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to comment on my mother-in-law's a teacher. I, I think that uh, – She don't listen to the show, but <laughs> she might better listen be safe to, and sorry. She might, she might listen to this now, one. Now, previous – this is just my opinion. I'm not a teacher, so teachers don't come after me. Previous to this year in Mississippi, I would say that teachers need to be paid more. I would say now, though, the cost of living, and if it's true that their average starting salary is like 47000 now, I mean, you're like middle class, leaning towards upper middle class in Mississippi. It's really? $47,000? That's, that's like the average starting Oh, now. then, come on, dude. Say it. Now, hold on. Wait, it wasn't that way, though, until now. Tate was, Tate was involved in that. Governor Reeves. It went from like thirty-eight to like forty-seven. Right. And you, and you don't have to work during the summer? Or Christmas? Or Thanksgiving? That's a good gig, dude. Or the weekends or nights. I know a lot of guys who in my field who don't make $47,000. I know a lot of guys in my field that don't make $47,000. And 
Well, you know, just if anybody's listening, if you haven't listened before, I am the uh, resident fact checker. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't call Tate out for taking money out of state before I looked. But yes, he has also taken money. Massachusetts, a doctor from Massachusetts General Hospital. Yeah. Donated. Uh, Good old boy. In Massachusetts. Good old boy from, from UMass. <laughs> There's actually a female. I should have afraid. That was a, it was a female. Her name was Ellen. That gave him $1,000 this past month, I think. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to go any more oh. details than that. No, no, no. <laughs> but, 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 but I think we, we, we both knew ahead of time that there'd been out-of-state money for the Reeves campaign, too. I mean, Reeves he's not just taking Reeves is not 80%, though, out-of-state. Reeves is more like 80% in-state, 20% out. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, but I don't like the idea of out-of-state influence in state elections. Period. And, uh, and by, oh, back to Trump. We were talking about Trump. New York. Huh. Another good Donald. old boy. <laughs> it's <laughs> another female. New York. It's Ann. Ann's this one's name. Sounds like a good woman. <laughs> yeah. That's an alias. Good, good Christian woman. That's an in alias New York. for Donald Trump. Um, no, you were talking about the ads with, mm-hmm. with the former president uh, endorsing Governor Reeves. Um, I would. Uh, Personally, I would <laughs> distance myself as far as I could from him right now. Uh, I mean, he it's a technique he chose, and it may work out for him. Well, uh, it, it might. I, you know what? Uh, and I'll go on air and say it. I hope it does. I hope when this episode comes out that we get four more years of Governor Reeves. That's my hope, personally. I'm not speaking on behalf of Pinstripes to Camo, but that's my hope. Oh, I wish we didn't have a governor at all. <laughs> I think we should file articles of secession. <laughs> Hilarious. Dude, we got angles. We'll be fine. We got angles in the in the Delta. In the, We're good, dude. We'll the, be fine. The car manufacturer. We can trade. Yeah, we got a Nissan. Yeah. What are y'all what are you gonna do about that, huh? But anyway, election time's here. Yeah. Well. So we'll see. We'll so see. we get we get by this one and then we gotta deal with this again in three hundred and sixty five days. Uh, that was gonna be way more fun. I don't know. I can't wait. <laughs> we should do, you, you know what we should do that night? We should do a live show. That was my idea. Um, yes. You said that a while back. Yes, I said we need to do a live stream. We need to hang out. You know, don't have to necessarily do drugs, but <laughs> I think it would be fun to party and watch the states pop up till 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And either side, no matter who it is, is going to be like, well, he cheated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I, I, I don't know if there's ever been a, uh, you know, we talk about fair elections all the time. I don't know if there's ever been a fair election in the United States. I think States. when Ronald Reagan won every state, <laughs> that was probably pretty clean. <laughs> yeah, it could uh, be. You know, that was probably the one that was pretty jam up. You think that'll happen next year? Every state? Trump a, cl- a clean sweep from prison? Dude. Can you run for president from prison? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> you absolutely can. Look, <laughs> look. I don't want. I don't like the guy. I don't. I don't, I don't want to see a president go to prison. No, but I, I'm afraid that it's going to be one of those things where they're he's going to force him to. <sighs> he's he's just so brash. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think there's any chance. I th- I think if they came to him and said, "Look, we'll give you 60 days probation for all this," you just got to plead guilty. Nope, he, he'd go. Nope, not doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're asking him to throw you in prison. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, ego-wise, that that's is a baller exactly move. What it is. That's, that's a what I'm baller move. I wouldn't move. do it. I would plead guilty in a heartbeat. I, it, you know, even if I felt like 
I didn't do it, but I, I could see the evidence. I probably would be, if they gave me a really good deal, I probably would take it. And look, we're not saying this just as. But there would be a caveat to that. They would be like, all right, we're going to give you 60 days probation, mm -hmm. and you cannot run for president again. Uh, they can't make that deal. They can only make a deal on your time and who you testify against. Right, but I'm just telling you, it's, I think that would be thrown in there yeah. because I think that's the whole precipice for this whole thing anyway. Is. To keep him from running. You don't think it's because he broke the law? No, because every president, every city. <laughs> I don't. I agree with that. I don't think it's because he broke the I law. I think every sitting president that's, that we've ever had has broken the law. I mean, Joe Biden had documents at his house. Absolutely. So why is he not under all hold these on, indictments? Hold on, hold on. That, no, I we're don't a hunting show. I don't know. But we're we're a hunting show. But you <laughs> you need to you should Google how many times those those records were requested to be returned. Oh, I, I don't doubt that. It was like five times. I don't every doubt time it. it was nope. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I don't. They doubt forced that. his hand on it. I mean, he forced. He their forced hand. their hand. Yeah. I don't doubt that. The guy's oh. got an ego big enough that he couldn't fit in the room. Yeah, they were but, in. but that's the little stuff. That 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 New York case. All that's little stuff. Right. It's this. All right. Let's get back to hunting soon. But I will. <laughs> I will just say I am not a lawyer. But I would love to have a lawyer sit in front of me and tell me that you have a strong case when your lawyers who are accused of the same thing have all pled guilty. Minus Giuliani. Right. Three lawyers. Rudy, Rudy. And, and just so you know, you know what comes with pleading guilty to a felony if you're a lawyer? Lifetime disbarment. Ooh, I wondered that. Lifetime. You'll so never practice law again, ever again. <laughs> Jenna Ellis, who, who yeah. pleaded guilty, she's 38. 38 years old. She can never walk into a courtroom and represent somebody again. Well, I'm sure she was paid handsomely to plead guilty. She might have. I don't know. Or do you think maybe she was like, I broke I, the law. And I, I don't want to go to jail? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, three hundred sixty-five days. We'll do it. No, it's Live gonna be, show. It's gonna be so Mark it fun, down dude. on your calendar. I can't stay up to two. I'll fall asleep. We'll wake you up when the results come in. Um, when it? What, what month is that normally? November. It's, it's November. It's always it's, the, it's fifty-two weeks from today. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Fifty-two weeks from okay. today. Are you registered? <laughs> yeah. I'm not an organ donor, though. I'm going to assume you didn't vote today. <laughs> I voted for myself. <laughs> like I told you, right in, every year. I thought I was going to get one. I'm going to get 2% one year. <laughs> I'm going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get one over on Matt. I called him like 9 o'clock this morning and said I'd voted. And he was like, oh, yeah, I did it at like 7.30. Well, it's just because I dropped my kids off and it made sense to go ahead and vote. Well, that's when I did. Yeah. I well, didn't drop her off well, at 9. see, it pedal. I got to have my kids there at like 7.15. Really? Oh, yeah. That's way too early. Well, Collins goes to school that early, but the other two are later. So. Yeah. All right, moving on from election stuff. Uh, before we go down a rabbit hole we can't climb out of. I'm going to take us back. Yeah, I'm going to take us back right now and say, just so everybody knows, I don't like politicians or politics or any of that stuff, but I mean, I'll discuss it. I'm not a big fan but of I, it. I'm just uh, not a fan. You know, I thought, I thought you know, but look, our election in our state's going on today. We just so happened to have the governor on a couple of weeks back, so I brought it up. So, if you don't like that on the show, turn it off. Uh, you know what? Before we talk about the next thing, I just <laughs> wanted to tell you, since we're before we get away from politics forever tonight, I have a solution to the Israel-Hamas conflict. I mean, you jumped 
to like <laughs> the strongest position to jump. I want to hear this. Let's do it. <laughs> just turn the, what is it you say? You turn the volume up to 11 and rip the knob yeah, off? I have a solution. <laughs> this is the best one anybody's come up with because all this other stuff is dumb. He sounds a lot like Donald Trump. They're all dumb. <laughs> You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was, that uh, was good. Anyway, <laughs> look, you know I'm a nationalist. Um, we come out and we say, look, you got 60 days to figure it out yourself or else we are going to reconstitute the Eastern Holy Roman Empire. We're not just going to come take Israel and Palestine. We're going to take everything. (laughs) Northern Egypt, Iraq, Afghanistan, everything. And we will fly the flag of the Holy Roman Empire there once again. <laughs> you got 60 days to figure it out. Or we're bringing back the conquering stuff. We hadn't done that in a while. I don't know. A couple that, hundred years. Uh, we might be fulfilling some prophecy if, he, uh, if we did that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to usher in the apocalypse. Might as well be the greatest country on earth. This is one of those that I, I don't <laughs> pretend to know an answer to. I don't either. Yeah, I'm not. I think it's not uh, necessarily joking, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, if somebody asked me, "What do you do?" and I'm like, "I'm 39 years old. I like deer hunting well, stuff. I, I don't, don't want to talk to do over there. I don't, <laughs> don't, don't want to talk about it." But it's weird whenever people pretend like that land hasn't traded hands since 4,000 BC. Mm-hmm. Like, let's. Let's not pretend like, you know, whatever. And you know what else? Like, clearly, the the United States government does not care about Jewish people. Okay? It's not anti-Semitism that they're fighting against. Israel sits smack dab in the Middle East. That is how they project their ideas onto the Middle East. That is the a like-minded entity that exists yeah that's what that is that there's nothing to do with jew or muslim or palestine or free palestine or or israel can do whatever they want there are no red flags that that's what it is it's not about being anti-semitic or muslim hate or whatever you want to call it i don't know but that's what that's about it's not about anything else that look israel we have no treaty with israel we like well, they're a member of NATO. Yeah, well, I hate NATO, too. <laughs> NATO's the reason there's a war in Ukraine right now. That's... that's that, that, yeah. 100%. When, when Russia tells you... And look, I'm not a fan of Russia. I don't like anybody but America. <laughs> I hate all other countries. I don't want to give money to anybody. So you you want to return us to the uh, 1920 glory days before the... Yeah, Depression? dude. I just want to do what we do. I want to draw a line. <laughs> I want to draw a line at Canada. I want to draw a line at Mexico and a line on the Atlantic and the Pacific. And say, if you cross this, you die. <laughs> Period. We don't care what y'all do. Figure it out. That's my international politics. Libertarian. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in that respect, yes. Um, so, I you- think you should have to have driver's license um oh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as you know global politics i'm very libertarian i do not care you know there's no good side in anything you know who who are you with you you for the the nazi memorabilia wearing ukrainians 
who persecute Russian-speaking Ukraine Ukrainians, or are you for Putin, who kills journalists? Who are you giving your money to, folks? <laughs> Nobody. Figure it out yourself. Fight your own war. Well, it's uh, I, and I think the previous administration kind of talked touched on that some about the United States doesn't need to be the world police. No. You know, you know what we're uh, gonna do? We're gonna do Vietnam the, again at the expense of the taxpayer, especially. So I mean, there's something to be said. Oh, it's starting. Hey, when I, you, hold on, I gotta ask that at the expense of the taxpayer. Yeah, the previous administration said that. All right, said it. Largest, don't know if they largest, inc- it. largest increase in the national debt. Correct. Previous administration. So right. I'm, I'm just saying, if we're gonna call out the money stuff. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm just. I don't know where that money went. It must uh, be a lot of it was COVID. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. I think a great deal of it was toward the end. Um, since you since you ripped the knob off uh, and mentioned the Middle East, Matt, did, where, where all did did you ever go to any of those areas in the Middle East? Iraq, Afghanistan, okay, Kuwait. I mean, okay, I was I, Kuwait's kind of cool though, right? Yeah, Kuwait's not bad. Kuwait Kuwaitis are rich, really. Yeah, gang gang, they are rich. Huh? I've actually got a picture somewhere. It's way different there. Uh, they don't live that. Not that all the other countries live Sharia law, but they don't live that strict Muslim stuff. No, they right. cover. But I got a picture of a mosque and a Burger King beside each other. That's that's <laughs> that's American superiority right there. That's yeah. how you project power. It's awesome. You it's build like, a Burger King by a there's mosque. There's a Burger King. There's a mosque. And yeah. They don't have any. That's hey, what, I was talking. Issue I was talking about some of the same thing I said the other day about y'all can't figure it out. We'll come over and figure it out. That's I'm joking, obviously. But I was like, you wanna you wanna sell this? We'll tear down every religious structure over there and build Bucky's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more Bucky's in Israel than mosques or whatever, or hey, Jewish temples. Speaking of just Kuwait, Bucky's, dude. I, I think I remember emailing Shelly and said, just be thankful that they believe this is the promised land for them and not us, because it's just sand. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, well... Anyways, um, let's, let's, we can uh, let's move on for direct away minutes. from the Middle East. All right, uh, you have a a newfound hobby. Well, yeah, I sold my bow. The archery guy sold his bow. I know. So for all this time, he's been this. Uh, I'm not consistent. Holier than thou hunter. Um, about how many times has he ripped me about hunting with a rifle in the last couple of years? Probably twenty. And now you twenty you you, you have it, sold it has, your no, no 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 it hasn't been that you hunt a rifle I've never been against that directly but and st- I still hold this opinion now the the best deer hunters who success is measured partly by how you do it you know what I mean is it yeah <laughs> yeah I just said that <laughs> yeah yeah look if you if you kill a, a hundred eighty inch deer at five hundred fifty yards with your Christensen rifle, which is what Ben has, the most expensive rifle brand outside of precision target rifles that you can buy, you know, cool, whatever. Um, I don't care. Do whatever you want to do, but don't say you're the best. You know, that's John Eberhart, the bow guy. Um, I also think where you hunt. Makes you the best or not. You know, we're talking about the best. We're talking about the kings, you know. You got, you got, you know, I think John Everhart's the greatest deer hunter that ever lived. Yeah. Never paid for a piece of property. Never paid to hunt anywhere. 
and he's right. got a hundred uh or like twenty eight Pope and Youngs. Right. You know, that's goat material. You know what I mean? I Period. Agree. So I agree. But I sold my bow because uh I didn't really have time. My hunt line got sold. Um I mean I could go to mom and dad's but that's an hour and a half away. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go the exact opposite direction. <laughs> Not only am I going to buy a rifle, I'm going to buy one made to hit targets at a thousand yards. <laughs> so what, that's what I did. What did you buy? I bought a Savage 110 BA Stealth. Okay. They don't make that model anymore. They make a new gen that's similar, but whatever. It's like an all aluminum, uh, what do you call the, like chassis? What's the rifle name for chassis? Not stock, but we'll call it chassis. Um, and it's got a big, big fluted barrel with a flash hider, which is for killing, um, you know, it's for tyranny purposes. Um, I'm probably going to take that off and put a muzzle brake on, but in case I need to shoot people from the government, flash hider. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a joke, unless it's not one day. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Um, you know, if they're like, hey, we're here to collect your Savage 110, pow, pow, pow. they're talking to Haley and some dude's head explodes on the front <laughs> porch. Um, anyways, super fun. I did put a Vortex on it. I ran it about Vortex Optics to you. Oh, do you have a bad deal? Cause no, I, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't buy a Vortex unless you're just like doing extreme stuff. Texas, I agree. Like it's it's, it's ED effort. glass that came in the one. I paid five hundred and like fifty bucks for the scope. It's got like sixty MOA in it. It's like a five by twenty five by fifty four. It's got a sick reticle. I and it works. It's great. Like I watched all the reviews where they checked like the MOA on like a paper target at a hundred yards where you move it around it's supposed to hit these certain points. Like, I don't I don't I don't understand why you would spend people hate vortex because they're manufacturing is just big, I guess, and they can come at a lower price point. I, I thought I I mean and I don't have a whole heck of a lot of experience with a lot of different scopes, but I can say I've got a vortex on my rifle and I don't think as far as rifles that I've shot, that there is a better bang for your buck scope. So it, your yours yours doesn't have adjustable windage or anything like that. I mean, obviously you could adjust the scope. No, it but does you not. but no. you cap no. it. It's right. set. Yeah. So right. those are pretty much cut and dry. I mean, there are good ones and there are bad ones, but once you get above into any mid tier, you're pretty much good. Right. But there's a lot of other moving parts. And stuff on like long range scopes. Yeah, there's a whole lot. There's a whole five other categories of stuff to consider. And I mean, they cut they cut corners to make it cheaper without like you know like different types of whatever. But it's stuff that like well, if you're gonna if you're like in competition, sure buy a more expensive scope or whatever. But if you're just plinking. Out. If you're just shooting, if you're just shooting your own at 500 yards, you, I don't know why you wouldn't want the vortex. <laughs> well, all right, so how far have you shot it so far? 220s, the longest open area that that you can I have at access since to had it. Yeah. since I've had the gun. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
What's and I was hitting the three inch block with like hunting ammo, like not like match ammo. Right, Matt. What's the longest shot you've ever taken at a deer? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that caveat. <laughs> Probably two hundred yards. Two hundred yards. At a I deer. mean, maybe one seventy five. Okay. I, I'll say this: I thought previously that my longest shot ever was two hundred yards in the cutover. I put that target at two hundred twenty yards, and I was like, "That's three hundred all day." Yeah. And then I ranged it, and it was not. And I'm like, "Oh, maybe the maybe one fifty is the longest I've ever shot one." I, I shot one at three hundred one time. I know you told me about it three or four times. You shot at it. <laughs> no, I shot one time. <laughs> no, well, I, no, I, I killed a bucket at three hundred yards. Uh, I did miss him the first shot, and then he. Didn't know where it came from and took two steps and I shot again and I killed him. It was 300 yards. Two years ago, Dane just wanted a doe and there was a doe on one of the levees. It was probably 400 yards. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, I was videoing it. He shoots the first time. I was like, oh, you didn't hit her. It was way low. But we thought it was like 200. It was 400. Second shot, he hit her. But it was just funny because like he shot and there was a, a moment that you sat there and waited her to react. Just, you know, quick. But it was like he shot. Then she react instead of just yeah. that immediate. And I was yeah. like, that's a pretty long shot you took. He, he got her. Yeah. What's what's the – is that the longest shot you've ever – like, what's the longest shot you've ever taken, Hunter? I mean, I, I thought it was 200 yards in a cutover. And, and you, I shot, and the, it was like kind of like what you're talking about. Not as aggressive, but you shot like nothing happened. Right. And the deer was hit, and it just kept kind of trotting like it already kind of was, um, acting like it, nothing happened. So I shot again. In desperation, and then it was laying there dead when we found it. Have uh, have you shot at a target further than that, like the two twenty the other day? No. What's the all right? Now you said the longest shot you've ever taken, Matt, at a deer is one seventy five to two hundred. What's the longest target shot you've ever taken at a fixed target? Three hundred yards in the army, three hundred yeah. meters. So you, is have, that, you have one three hundred meter shot. That's uh, standard that you. Yeah. Well, you have. Two 300-meter shots. Yeah, you shoot uh, 40 rounds at targets that range from, like, 20 meters to 300. They pop up. They yeah. call them Crazy Ivan. They're supposed to be Russians. So oh. It's this little green thing that pops up. So <laughs> shoot it and it drops down. <laughs> but it's only up for so long. Like, it comes up, got, like, three seconds to get on it and pull the trigger, and it drops. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Is that just – But that I've just... never done long-range shooting, like – Yeah. And that's with a four-power scope. Really? Yeah, because you're using a, a four-power ACOG. Okay. Okay, but yeah, I'm. I'm. My my goal now is, like I said, shift completely to the opposite direction. I want to be like eating Twinkies, on the phone with somebody talking. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hang on one second. You hear a shot, and then a few moments later, I'm like, got him. There's an. I want to shoot his gun 800 yards ready. When he's ready to go and he says, I'm ready for y'all to shoot it, I want to shoot your. I'm just ready to go right now. I've got a place we can shoot 750 yards. Yeah, the thing the thing that worries me the most is. I'm, I, I, well, that's not true. I'm about to lie to everybody. <laughs> um, I would like to stretch it out at a target first, um, just to make sure that, like, because you know, I have an app and stuff that's telling me my MOA. But all right, shooting that far, you got to take wind. Yeah. Well, uh, wind. Uh, what else is it, Matt? Is it's wind? It's uh. Elevation. Elevation. That's not far enough for spin drift. Not enough for correlate, uh, Coriolis effect. Yeah. Okay. So, a 1,000 yards is not enough? No. How far like, does that have to be? The only two, place 2,000 meters? <laughs> yeah, the only place I've ever seen it used is in artillery. 
And they okay. have to use it on every shot. Really? Okay. Yeah. No. But like But you still have to take wind into account at a thousand. A hundred percent. But you know, that's and, and look, people are gonna lose their mind probably, but it is in six five Creedmoor. So that round was designed to be a long range target round originally. Mm-hmm. It wasn't made for hunting. Right. Um, it was later adopted. It's a, as good, a it's a good round as a very popular hunting round, but it was a target round designed to help buck wind and stuff like that. You know, that's not in a magnum round. And the bullet's interesting. I don't know if you ever seen one, but it's I've really never, I've re- never put eyes on a it's really five creed more. The, it's really the, neck the, down. The red is really. I mean, the red the lead is long and skinny. It's okay. like a it's like a spear looking. Thing. Okay, kind of interesting design. Huh. All right, so with my, I shoot, my rifle's chambered in three oh eight. Oh, it is? I thought you had like a, you seem like a 300 wind mag kind of guy. No. <laughs> I used to have a 300 wind mag. No. Uh, Single it, shot. It's, Moose. It's, it's, it's chambered in three oh eight. I bet that was terrible. It hurt. <laughs> Synthetic stock, too. Yeah, Ooh. weighed eight pounds, five pounds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how far can I shoot that rifle? And kill a deer. And kill a deer. Thousand yards. But you're gonna have you're gonna have nine grain. you're gonna have nine feet of drop. Yeah. It, I mean, it's gonna be, be so aggressive. Like this. Yeah. Really? Okay. I mean three oh eight is a is a long like Because that's what the, I thought. The, it was a it was that's the, a long range round. Those right? are the two most compared rounds is the three oh eight and the six five. Okay. Like when you read like six five verses, you type that in, three oh eight's gonna pop up. Okay. Um there's like effective ranges. You know, so I'm not sure about the 308, but the 65 has a at a thousand yards, it has the same kinetic energy as a 357 at muzzle. So that's that's a good coefficient. Is that the right word? I don't know, but that's a good that's good. That's good retention um, when it yeah. gets that when it gets that far. So yeah, now at a thousand the yards, longest shot you could take at your place, 750 yards. Really? Yeah. So dang, yeah, you got to start shooting your rifle. See, mine, I, I just know that I'm not probably have a 150 yard shot. I can't see 750 yards, <laughs> yeah. so it doesn't yeah. matter. To well, me. I mean, well, I mean, your I, your gun is 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 a, like you have a you have a muzzle brake built into your rifle, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Your gun, I mean, it's a Christensen. Yeah, I mean they're they're made for that. I, I mean, like I like bow hunting because I like the thrill of getting the deer close, right? Yeah. Sure, but I think shooting something from seven hundred yards out and killing it would just get me amped up. I'd be sick because you're just, you're just gonna be like, yeah, I'm literally Chris Kyle of the deer hunting world. <laughs> I was gonna compare myself to Matt Langford, but I'm not that great of a shot at uh, <laughs> the gun. But I mean, I don't know. It's just been fun to dive into that world. That's what I do. So I actually I, shot my rifles right before I came over here. Today you did, mm-hmm. yeah. Everything, uh, <laughs> everything's good except my six-year-old is going to have every deer limping in the county <laughs> if we can't get a little better. He, <laughs> he did okay. That trigger pull is a little snappy, huh? Yeah, it's a little snappy. <laughs> he hit uh, one shot. He hit at about forty yards. He would hit this coke can. Another was here. Another was like here. And I know listeners can't see this, but we're talking about a couple feet. And then yeah. he missed the target twice. <laughs> and I was like, we'll try again Thursday, buddy. <laughs> what, what kind of rifles are you shooting? Uh, 223. Five, uh, AR, my uh, AR. Okay. Because um, I can collapse the stock down for him. That's that's what my girl shot 
when you know when they first started hunting. I let them shoot the AR because of the the ability to collapse the stock. I shot my AR the other day at the camp. Uh, I had uh, <laughs> it was right after Halloween, so we had all these pumpkins. So I took the pumpkins up to the camp. Yeah, that's the ones you said didn't explode. Yeah, they don't explode like you would. Like I thought I was going to shoot this pumpkin with my AR, and it was just going to poof and explode, and it didn't. It just had a, a, a small entry hole and a big hole in the back. Yeah. And for listeners, I'm not recommending the 223 as your go-to cartridge, but if anybody tells you you're not going to kill white-tailed deer with that, they're a bad shot. My kids killed them with it. I killed a nine-point last year. When yeah. I was putting Shelly on the stand, I just took the AR with me for a hog. Yeah. Nine-point walked out. He went 20 yards. Mackenzie and I doubled down one day with the AR. We were uh, we were in a box stand, and she she shoots this buck. It was her first deer. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he kicks, and he runs like 30 yards and just nose dives and goes down. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're fired. We're shaking the whole shooting house, you know. We're fired up. And I look, and there's another buck standing exactly where she just shot the other one. And it was a big 10-point. Uh, Give me the gun. I was like, Mackenzie, there's another one. I was like, shoot it. She's like, I'm not supposed to shoot two today. I said, I don't care. Shoot the deer. That's a huge deer. And she never could get it in the scope. And I said, give me the rifle. And I leaned out the window of the shooting house, and I shot it. I mean, I killed him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we doubled down. I mean, you can go watch videos of people shooting elk at three or 400 yards with the 6.5. Okay. All about shot placement. Yeah, I mean. So I would just think, you know, my mind, the way it works, I would think elk, I need something – Bigger, badder. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, kind of like arrows. You know, yeah. Like you can be fast enough to where you're. You can be light and still go. Like it's all about kinetic energy. Yeah. That's what everything's always about. I mean, they're not. You can buy 148 grain six five bullets, which is similar to your 308. Right. What your hunting rounds are. That's what I was going to ask you. Was I'm sure people shooting elk though are not shooting something like a ballistic tip that's going to mushroom real quick and not get as much penetration. I'm not sure because I mean I, I don't know what rounds they're using. Yeah. Um, but I used to hunt with a uh, with a seven mag before I have the rifle that I have now, and I bought that rifle thinking like dreaming that I was going to go yeah. out west and do some hunts, and I was like, "What is the one rifle that I can take anywhere in North America and kill whatever I want to kill?" And it was basically a seven mag, is what I was, you know, pointed to. And I got tired of lugging that heavy sucker around. Now it's the 300 WSM, which is short mag. That's the most popular, yeah, like elk cartridge. Um, There's also there's also a round which is a 6.5 PSC, which is something else Hornady came out with, which is like just a larger casing with a 6.5 stamped into the front. While while we're on guns, you want me to? Get Hunter mad at me. Not mad, just frustrated. Oh, absolutely. Do you know how far I shoot my hunting rifle every year when I sight it in? Or when I make sure it's still on? How far? Like 40, 50 yards, that's it. And the reason is, well, that if you'll I, read ballistic charts, no, you should be yeah. low. Yeah. You, you should, should be low. There are some people, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, uh, no, you'd be a little high because <clears throat> of the scope and the barrel and the cross they do. Uh, bullets don't rise if people tell you they do. They don't. You, you'd, be, you'd be low, close. That's what I was talking about, low, close. No, close, close. Like 20. 20. Oh, okay. 10, 10, 10, you're, 10, 10 you're close. Okay, so after beyond yeah. that. But I know some people, high. they're like, well, I went and shot my rifle today, got ready for deer season, got sighted in at 300. I'm like, whoa. You're going to miss. No, at 150, you're going to be a foot high. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, I, don't, I haven't always done it this way, but I've always tried to step off 100 yards or use my range finder and sight the rifle in at 100 yards. And given the 
the ballistics chart that I have for the ammunition that I use. A hundred's perfect. Yeah, hundred's good. Yeah, it, but if I'm an inch high at a hundred, dead on it too. I'm dead at two most of the time. That's the most common thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's what we did when we were, whenever I was younger, and we were shooting two seventies, which is a pretty spicy round too, and we would be an inch high at a hundred. Yeah. That's what all our rifles were sighted in at. Yeah, but like if so, I'm looking at my 270 uh, ballistics chart with my ammo, and at 300 yards, if if a deer hunter's like, yeah, sight of my rifle, and it's good to 300, it's dead on. Yeah, you're gonna be 11.6 inches high at 100, 150 yards. Really? Yeah. And and you gotta think, <laughs> which I guess it depends on where you're hunting too. Oh yeah, I'm talking about Mississippi. Hunting. Like That's why I'm, I just do the. Yeah, 50 if I'm yard hunting around here, most. I'm going to say 75% of my shots that I take, at, like at our place, mm-hmm. are going to be within 150 yards. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then there's a couple of spots that I can hunt that, which, I mean, I can reach it out, like I said, at 700 yards, but most of it's going to be 150, 175. And then on the long end at a couple of those fields, you could shoot 300 yards. But I'm not going to – I mean, it's going to have to be – an absolute stud for me to start shooting at 300 yards. Hunter, are you going to have your rifle ready to roll to kill hogs mid-December? At literally any range. Okay, good. It's ready to roll right now. Because I can get you 400 to 500 yard shots on hogs in December. Nothing yeah. would make me happier. <laughs> nothing would make me happier Nothing. things. Nothing right. would make me happier than lobbing – Rounds at hogs at distance because so, I don't care if I shoot them in the guts. No, Still. I don't. I don't know. I don't think Hunter's seen this video, and I'll send it to him later. All right. When you mentioned hogs and shooting whatever, it, it made me think of this. I sent it to you the other day. Um, there's this guy. He's got to be somewhere in the Midwest that has somehow figured out how to put tannerite putty on the tip of like these pellet rifles, like these pellets. Yeah. And he's shooting freaking squirrels and chipmunks off of a feeder, and it's blowing them up. That's awesome. It was it objectively was, awesome. I thought, it, Matt, you watched the video. Yeah, I, I didn't look at the type of pellet or whatever, but he's shooting something powerful because it takes a certain amount of speed to get Tannerite to go off. It, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you could kill a pig with it. Oh, I've long wanted to buy, like, a couple pounds of Tannerite and pour corn over it. I watched about, get about twenty hogs in there. I watched it. Hopefully, the people we carry won't get mad. I, I watched videos that day on YouTube at work. Mm-hmm. Of uh, so it was we we were watching videos of them shooting pigs with tannerite, and uh and then the helicopter stuff. Yeah, it's effective, but nothing would make you more upset than to buy that tannerite, put all that corn out, have twenty hogs on it, and you miss the tannerite block. Yeah. <laughs> now you're like, oh, yeah. now I got 400 pounds of corn and no hogs around. <laughs> still got two pounds of tannerite. <laughs> well, let's take a break real quick. And when we come back, uh, we've got a sensitive topic. It's not political, uh, but it is sure to uh, get you stirred up. So we'll it's be not right. about teachers either. No, it's not about teachers. But we'll be right back. It doesn't matter whether you own your own business or work for someone else. You're going to need office supplies, printing, and office furniture. We all use them every day, so why not use a local family-owned business right here in the Pine Belt? Commercial Stationery Company offers great customer service, free next-day delivery, and free installation on furniture. Call Wayne and Daniel Ross at 601-582-4311 or go by there and see them yourself at 723 Scuba Street, located in Hattiesburg. 
Hunting season is here, so why are you still loading your four-wheeler in the back of your truck? Head on over to Bill's Collision Center and Trailer Sales in Columbia, Mississippi. they got a trailer for all of your hauling needs, including trailers for four-wheelers, side-by-sides, and tractors. Gooseneck trailers and dump trailers are also available. And in the event that you kill a deer with your truck rather than your rifle, they can take care of that too. Check them out on Facebook at Bill's Collision Center and Trailer Sales or give them a call at 601-736-3219. And we're back. Second half of the show, we are going to go over a topic that is uh, <laughs> can cause some hurt, ruffled feathers, hurt feelings maybe in the hunting community, but we were just discussing a TikTok video we saw from another hunting podcast and I didn't look to see which one it was. I'm not sure what it was. I didn't know who, I didn't but know who the guy was. A guy took a pretty bold stance, and he said that able-bodied men who shoot crossbows are in the same camp as men who are trying to compete against women in sports. <laughs> that, is, that is what he said. That's what he said. So I, I don't know if I'm quite there with it, uh, but I'll give you all my little spill on it, and I want to hear you guys. Uh, mine is I do think – an able-bodied man should be using a bow if it's archery season, but at the same time, if it's legal, it's legal, even as much as I don't agree with it. I don't shoot traditional bows, um, but I still have to do the same motion. You know, if you're shooting a compound bow, you you may have 75% let off, but you still had to draw back weight. That's right. There are still three or four different things that have to go right shooting a compound bow for it to work out, especially – past 30 40 yards yeah and now you got Whereas, guys with crossbows on tripods and shooting blinds you know shooting 100 yeah. yards yeah right. with scopes that have like like especially like like i've i've seen a raven and looked down it and when you use their their bolt that comes with the gun it has you zero at at 20 yards and then you have a 30 40 50 60 dot all the way out to 90 yards in the scope? In the scope, yeah. Like a, like a reticle that's already built into the system to where you can. I think. Real quick before you okay. go, Ben. I will give this guy credit. He said, I'm not anti-crossbow. He said, I think anyone who has, you know, any kind of disability and age restriction or anything. Correct. All for it. But he's saying, I'm talking about able-bodied men. You know, We're talking about a 25-year-old guy. 40-year-old guy, if he's in good health. Right. You know, I'm, I'm about to be 40. And, and, and the thing I'm in good is, health, I can still pull a bow back. It's like, right. sure, it's legal. Sure, you can do it. But you shouldn't You shouldn't drive a Jeep either. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You shouldn't park your Jeep on the sidewalk either. <laughs> you shouldn't put rubber ducks in it. So <laughs> that's right. the same thing as crossbows. So if you get out of your Jeep with rubber ducks on it um, and get your crossbow out in a bipod and you shoot a deer at 60 yards, you're kind of a scumbag. I'm going to equate it to the uh, the ten year old having a cell phone. You can do it. You just shouldn't do it. <laughs> you just shouldn't do it. Right. Um. No. I think I agree. I think uh, an able bodied person should not be legally allowed to use a crossbow because. <sighs> What's the point of archery season? It's right. not archery. We should start, and that's what I'm getting at. Like, all right, in our state, the the. Muzzle loader. We can use the muzzle loader as an example, right? Yep. Used to have to use a. We're in uh, it right now. Used to exactly. use a black powder muzzle loader. Exactly. Yeah. And that was a true. Uh, we can call that a true uh, primitive weapon. Yeah. My All dad right. had one with iron sights on it. Right. By Shot our steel ball. Based off of today's technology standards, that would be a true primitive weapon, right? 
Um, we've done away with that season now on private land because the technology in the muzzleloader world advanced so much that it's the same thing as shooting a rifle. I don't know if you've seen them yet, but they make they make rounds that you just put in. That's a cartridge. Yeah, just already ready to go. You just slot yeah. them in, cock the hammer back. And, well, what's the difference? There's no packing powder. You know, <laughs> right. There's none of that. Um, Dad used to have pill bottles that already were pre-measured out, the yep. right amount of powder, and we'd pour it, and you'd pack yeah. it. Do, do, do it the right way. Uh, yeah, I had those. It's uh, awesome. And um, Then they came out with the tabs. Yep. And then now it's a cartridge. been revolutionized <laughs> to just a, a rifle. It is a rifle. And that's why in the state of Mississippi, we did away. Uh, you know, now on private land, they call it a... I think it's called weapon of choice. Yeah, is what the way it's worded in, in the deal. Um, mm. Which means for me, why would I go use a black powder rifle in late January after the rut and only be able to shoot a deer at a hundred yards max when I can take my three hundred eight and shoot him at three hundred yards? Right. So essentially, with legalizing the use of a crossbow, uh, we have destroyed archery season as well. Well, I have, to, a, to a degree. I have less problem with the muzzleloader thing. Um, whatever. Um, but the archery thing is silly because archery season is supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to be harder. It's supposed to, like, that's the whole point. Right. Archery hunting, it's more challenging. It's more rewarding, some would say. Like, your crossbow's effective range is 90 yards. Most people are, that's what they're shooting with their rifle. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not much but of a change. There's not, yeah, there's no change at all. You're going to sit there and you're going to prop your bow up and you're going to make an accurate shot with no effort at all. And it's just not, it's not archery. It's well, not. I, I will I tell you, Pope and Young is the the record book for archery. Right. right. And uh, they... You can't have a Pope and Young that was killed with a crossbow. That's right. right. They don't recognize the crossbow as a, uh, a legal weapon. They they put the it the same as high fence. Yep. They put it the same as uh, any drone-assisted bow hunting, which I've never heard of. Right. But I guess you can go scout with a drone. Now, I have seen drones for deer recovery. Yeah, that's awesome. You that, I think, flare? that I think is great. I'm yeah. like, yeah, sure. You well, get a deer. I yeah. think anything that aids in the recovery of an animal that you've shot is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then people will say, well, I'm just, it's more ethical to shoot a crossbow because I'm guaranteed to hit where I'm aiming to get the kill. No, just wait, like, three, just wait three more weeks and go hunting with a rifle. Right. <laughs> you know, or whatever yeah. it is, you know. Um, and, and, and not to mention this, all right, so... The state of Mississippi now allows crossbow across the board. All right. Anybody can use a crossbow, any age. You, right. you don't have to have a disability, whatever. Archery season opens for the majority of the state on October the 1st, usually. I think this year it was September 30th, the way the calendar fell. Yeah. So I think all three of us would also agree that that time period of the year is also the easiest time of the year to pattern a deer. If I put a pile of corn out at the end of September – Deer are going to come to that corn all day, every day. The first two weeks of October, I agree with you. I do right. not agree on those. Once three. acorns start dropping, that changes. But acorns usually aren't dropping at the end of September. That and pressure once they realize right. somebody's been in here. Right. There hadn't been anybody in the woods. Yeah. So 
we have now made it easier than it already is to kill deer. Which, you know, uh, if you listen to the biologists in our state, though, that that, that might be their you know, that may be the reason they uh, want to make it easy because of the population numbers in the state, too. Guestimates of population numbers. Guestimates. And, you know, that was something that I really, and we didn't get an opportunity to talk to the governor about that, but I think that's something that needs to be brought up in the future here. Is, I think we brought it up. We, but we didn't get to really go into it the way yeah. I wanted to. I, you know, I think you, maybe one of y'all it's said. Probably, I'm not trying to get into people's business by wanting them to attack. I just want the data. That's like, right. That's what people we want the data. That's what other pe- people that are against it. Some of them, you know, some of them are just against it because they don't want the government involved. And I get it, but some of them are like, "What do you need to know my stuff for, dude? It ain't about you. It's about nobody's trying to get you in trouble. No, it's figuring out how many deer within a you know within a couple thousand were killed in the state of Mississippi because right now we guess well, it's a guess exactly it's right. This. Well, I mean, I hate it because I hate doing it for Red Snapper. <laughs> yeah the stupid thing where you have to fill out whatever and it would be the same thing but you know they ask you whenever you do the red snapper thing and you could do this for deer as well you could say how instead of so when you do a snapper thing you say all right i went fishing i caught 55 red snapper they say well how many did you release dead you answer that and then you say and i kept two or none if you don't catch a legal one right you just say you just do it. And I, I don't know about the the tagging thing necessarily, but I, I'm personally. But, but I'm saying like on on the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Say all right, you, do you, it like uh, turkeys. Mm-hmm. We're doing turkeys. You, you harvested a deer. How many did you see? Saw twenty. Yeah. You know. Right. Well, well, how you know? Did you kill a doe? Did you kill a yearling? Did it have spots? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> typically, typically though, the apps in other states will say like, "What county did you harvest it in?" If it was right. a buck, they didn't yeah. ask for size. They just say how many points. Yeah, yeah. And if it was a doe, did it have milk present? Yeah. No. Okay, that's it. Thanks for your submission. And yeah. that's easy. <laughs> it is, but I know it's gonna make a lot of people mad. But it, it just but, helps but, you. But, but I don't do your math better. I don't find a legitimate argument about how you can be mad about that. Other than I don't want the government infringing on me. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying I, I take guarantee that the same person that's saying that is hooked up to a power grid. Oh yeah, is uh probably has a smartphone. They probably have a Facebook page. The freaking government knows what they want to know about you already, anyway. The Except moment how many deer you kill? Yeah, the <laughs> moment you're born, you're given a number. That's right, and that number follows you to so the day die. you die. So uh, with deer, I'm just saying we we could do better with our numbers if we had accurate data. I'm not saying what we have is like grossly inaccurate, but it's a, it's a it's, well, it's a guesstimate. It's a guesstimate. And that's why NBWFP is telling you to kill more deer. Because they have guessed that we have too many deer. Yeah. But, you know, and, and that's an interesting topic, too. MDWFP puts a thing out saying we need you to not not change the the limit of deer you can kill. I mean, you can still only, I guess if you got a sportsman's license start hunting in October, you can kill five does and three, do, uh, three bucks. It's eight? Yeah, five does, yeah. three bucks. That's but awesome. The five does have some rules around them. Some of them have to be right. either primitive or bow. Right. Like three of them, I think. So we're not saying you can kill more than your eight deer, assuming you have the sportsman's license and you're going to hunt archery and muzzleload or whatever. But we want you to kill your eight deer, is what the MDWFP is saying. Some people don't have that opportunity. 
you know. Uh, I've never killed eight deer in a year. You know how hard I, that is? I never have either. <laughs> I don't think I've ever killed is four. Huh? I killed, I've killed four. Now, I've killed three this year, and I'll, I'll go into my story about a fourth that I'm still looking – I'm going to be looking for this weekend. But. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think the most I've ever killed in a year is five. Um, I think five's my number, too. And uh, I think that's what I killed last year. I killed five last year. I killed – I killed three bucks and two doe, uh, three bucks and two does last year. There have been plenty of times I've been hunting and seen a doe or something, and been like, "It is too cold to skin this doe." <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I don't know how we got on that. But crossbows, uh, uh, bad, bad idea crossbows, for able-bodied people. Crossbows bad for able-bodied people. So are jeeps. So whatever. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, we need to talk about Matt's deer because we Matt and I diagnosed this, and I think that it would be good to talk about on air. Oh yeah, on your why yeah. you why you probably. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so hunting last Thursday, uh, Thursday morning, I saw thirteen. Uh, that afternoon, I got in there. I had a picture of a good buck. He's like one hundred twenty inches. He starts walking right to me right at dark. Then he turns and feeds away. They're eating acorns all through there. I take uh, my buddy Dane stepped it off in the dark but he stepped it off and he got 48 yards mm-hmm. quarter and away shot i was pretty confident i hit the deer when i shot get down find half an arrow the fletching half not the broadhead half and we found a ton of blood for 150 yards and then it just kind of petered out got a dog in there that night we were unsuccessful i will say the dog probably has only gone 100 200 yards past where i last knew where the deer was uh and then the dog just, he wasn't picking up on it. It was 3 a.m. I had somewhere to be the next morning. So got out of there. I haven't looked in daylight yet. I'm going back this weekend. But uh, me and Hunter were talking about it, and he made some really good points. Because, uh, you know, he's the bow guy, even though he didn't have a bow now. Right. But we were talking about how, you know, I need to shoot those broadheads. I shoot slick trick right now at more at range than I am the field points because of just how much difference they're going to make on the end of that arrow. For context, Matt, I fletched some arrows for him. Yes. And I put a helical fletch on him, a four fletch. And he was asking me if that would cause drift. And I told him, no, not general. No, it's going to cause less drift, if anything, adding the helical. Because, I mean, it's kind of like rifling a uh, a barrel, like we talked about. You're, yeah. And you're before getting, the shot at this buck, these arrows he did for me, I'm three for three <laughs> this year. They did great. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I just didn't make as good of a shot as I yeah. wanted. But because I have purchased slick tricks before and i've shot them at a target before i went in the woods and i was off um group fine not that they're inaccurate heads inherently but just changing the dynamic of the arrow whenever you add length to your arrow or subtract length from your arrow it's going to shoot different um and most fig and they're they're kind of they're kind of aggressive heads i'm not sure they cut uh, or the 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 uh, whatchamacallit's cut like hollowed out in the center yeah that's viper trick slick okay. tricks are not they're flat yeah okay so that gives you more drift yeah the, the viper trick would probably give you less but it's, they're loud yeah. yeah so you kind of have to weigh that out um but when i shot them they did exactly what we matt, think happened matt did right. when we think you know he hit too far forward because when i was shooting them they were they were I was shooting like 20 yards, and they were about an inch right, which you can imagine that's a steady travel right. So at so you think 40, you 50 yards. Like big front shoulder shot? 
Like, That's what we think right now. Because the deer was quartering away, so right. front shoulder into brisket. So we think front shoulder to the brisket, no vitals. Right. But I'm going to go back and look because I, I left my camera in there. There's nothing in front of that camera for them to eat or anything. It's just a camera on kind of a trail. Uh-huh. I've never seen a coyote in there since I've had that camera out for a month. But I got a picture of a coyote today, and I thought, ooh, I wonder what he's doing in there. Yeah. Could you now look? There's Could 50, be. 50% chance he's just walking through there. Right. Yeah. But you know, there's a chance there's something in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk it Saturday. Once the kids get done hunting Saturday morning, because I'm taking them this weekend, uh, I'll walk it. But that is the importance of taking your broadheads, putting them on a target. You know, if any, at 20 yards, you can shoot any head on any arrow and be fine. Yeah, and see, I'll admit I didn't shoot broadheads at 50 yards. But this year. always take one of your broadheads out and shoot it at your target. You know what? I, I, I never did that until you mentioned it to me a few years back. I always just got the same grain – Mm-hmm. Field tip is yeah. whatever broadhead I was using. Yeah, your weight's the same, but it's further on the arrow, right. and it's a bigger head. Yeah, that's like a uh, Grim Reaper's um, huge head, really popular head. But and it is it is expandable, um, so it's you know you're not having as much. You don't have fletchings on the front like a fixed blade, but right. it is so so long that you're changing the whole dynamic of that arrow. Now again, twenty twenty five maybe thirty yards probably not going to be a problem for you but if you stretch it past that you know all those just like everything it's amplified right did, did you, know? you sell your qad exoduses with your bow yeah all of them uh I yeah get, well okay. they were they were already on there so was, you think i can get those at uh, academy or am i going to order them uh you can get them at waldo's all right that's where i'll be you can get them at waldo's and I'm gonna try them out, man. It and takes it just shortens up your arrow just a little. You don't have that huge head sticking out. It's the same protrusion as a field tip. I would I, a standard field tip. No, I, I would use them. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Here's what he's about. It's crimson. He's about uh, to crimson. I would use them, but I am so good with a crimson talon right now. I'm one for one this year, and I mean the deer yeah. went like 40 yards and died. When you were like four for one last year, four shots, one deer, three. <laughs> I did put three in. He did have a pin deer. cushion when I went and picked him up one night. He's like, I got a deer down, and there was knocks everywhere. <laughs> Looks like like whenever uh, like a medieval army shoots a thousand arrows in the sky, right. and they're just stuck in everybody on the ground. But I will admit, he's finding all his deer, and I'm over here talking about a deer I hadn't found. Well, That's true. Ben stuck it six times at ten yards. <laughs> and another thing, real quick, I don't know if there's. I'm sure there is a technique to train a blood dog. But I'm just kind of going with it. And, like, every doe I'm shooting, I'm, even if I know I see her fall, I go get my dog, my duck dog, and I put him out. He is two for three Yeah, on deer. I've, on done, a, that, I've done that with Tessie. My yeah, dog. Now, I, now I'm not saying he's great. Like, I put him out, and it's like 30 seconds later he's found the deer. Yeah. Now, he has to kind of roam a little bit, but eventually he gets on it and goes. So I'm going to keep doing that. I even told my wife, kids shoot a deer this week and don't touch it. Right. Just wait right. till I get there. Stay out of there. Let the dog go in. Yep. And, and I'm going to let him go in and just try it. You know, and if he sucks at it, oh well. Uh, <laughs> before we get done talking about archery, though, I just want the people to know: go Google a crimson talon head, <laughs> the one with the stupid curved blades, and take it by somebody who shoots at distance, and say, "Tell me all the things that are wrong with this design." So then, here's what I'll tell you: <laughs> and about get your notepad time. out. I, I, <laughs> I believe. Get ready. I believe if your arrow left with that amount of twist, they probably wouldn't be. It probably wouldn't not make sense. But the fact that when your arrow first leaves, it has no rotation, and you've right. got bent blades 
pushing air in different directions. That's what's odd to me about them. I don't I don't know how it works. I just know hey, it, it works. works. <laughs> I'm killing deer left and right. With this I, this is going to make Hunter mad. It's going to make you happy. I'm going to say it. They're probably the coolest looking broadhead. Oh yeah. Sure. They're also, they're also, they're also <laughs> sure. The whatever. Head to unscrew out of your arrow. They're hard to get out. Well, like because of the way the they're dangerous. <laughs> really, I've cut my hands a bunch of times because they also like you've got the the main blades that are curved, yeah. and then you got little bitty razor blades in between them. Yeah. And I cut my finger on those every time I pull it off. Look, I, I think they're stupid and gimmicky, and I hate them, and I've been very <laughs> clear about that for forever. But they're not as bad as these. Uh oh. These is. Whoever makes these needs to be in prison at Guantanamo Bay. What are we looking at? I have seen those. What are they called? <laughs> toxic. That's right. Okay. You know the toxic symbol? No, I don't know. I've never seen pre- these. This is pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand Nothing that about that. I just feel like that would just accumulate a lot of meat. Yeah, dude. And, and you're... Oh, they have them for crossbow. Thank God. Well, That's you what know, you need with your... 5,000 feet per second crossbow is a toxic broadhead. Well, you know, I was thinking about this a minute ago. We've been sitting here hammering out crossbows, right? And about how able-bodied people shouldn't use them. Had Matt had a crossbow the other day. Probably would have killed that deer. He didn't have a dead But I wouldn't deer, have shot that deer. Yeah, but Matt would have also been... Yeah, never. Yeah. <laughs> does, anybody own, does anybody own a crossbow in here? I do not. I do no, not. I have one when I was a kid, a little pistol one. I'd shoot frogs with yeah, no, I don't. I don't have one. Um, speaking of crossbows, and I know we don't have much time left. Um, <laughs> the William Carey USM deer contest is underway. Yeah, um, with an asterisk already. <laughs> no, there's no asterisk. Um, we <laughs> you just whispered that and we could all clearly hear it, and you're gonna be able to hear it. He said crossbow, by the way. I was like, he could have crossbow. <laughs> Southern Miss. And it ha- I haven't updated it yet. Did they um, kill one? They're on the board, and William Carey is on the board. Did they crossbow Southern Miss? I don't know. Uh, Look, it should be a it should be a, a ten point reduction, <laughs> ten inch reduction. A ten inch reduction would still put William Carey heavily well, in the lead. Oh, that's I, a good deer. I scored that deer yesterday. What did you What did you think? Take a look at the picture. Okay. If you'll give me the spread, I, I think I can probably get ac- close. You oh. sent it to just me or Ben and Hunter. I, like I sent it to both of you guys. Okay. Never was, on me about oh, oh, you don't need to give me a spread. I can look. Ten point. Yes. Gross, not net. Right? Gross, not net. One twenty three. No, but you're not too far. It was. It, it, My above or below? You're above. Okay. One twenty two. It's one seventeen. I'm closer. One seventeen and seven eighths. Okay. And when I first looked so at the deer, five and an eighth off. That ain't too bad. When I first looked at the deer, <laughs> I was like, that deer's gonna go. 108, 110, mm-hmm. and it had it actually when I did the mass on it for him, uh, it was more mass than I thought when I just looked at it. Ten versus eight, dude. Ten versus ten eight. is going to score but so the, much better. The ten, I mean, he, he scoring those extra points, he he only got like three more inches out of it because they were small mm-hmm. the, the the way I did it. But but still, it was a uh, hundred. I think it was a hundred and seven. Oh, I got it on my phone. Uh, da, 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 da. Are the coaches doing it this year? Uh, I am, and oh. uh, Kristen Ostrander is. Yeah, for Southern Miss. Is that, that, is that who they're going to hire? That's what, yeah. That's, oh, that's who they hired. yeah. That's, they did hire. Hired. Yeah, he was oh, their yeah. pitching coach. It was kind of set up where when right. he left, he right. was taking over. Right. Um. So he's doing it. I'm doing it. Um. But that that tells you though, 
like you hear people, I, I've heard people say, like, man, I, I was hunting this hunting this pipeline and this 150-inch eight-point walked by. Right. No, I don't think it did. Like, <laughs> right. In Mississippi, there's probably there's probably a, a few 150-inch eight-points. There's not many. No. It's like Like the, 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 the eight-point that I killed last year. It was huge. was a great eight-point. It was 140-something. Like yeah, it, it was 140. Yeah. He, he wasn't 150 inches. And I'll probably never kill an eight-point like that in Mississippi again in my life. Yeah. Um. So, no, it, yeah. But this deer, it was 117.78. It was Bailey Hendon that killed it. Um, what position does he play? He's an outfielder. He's a senior. Uh, he's okay. actually uh, he's a, he's a Mississippi guy. He's from Van Cleve. Um, Where did he kill it? In Lamar County. Nice. Which, to me, made it even cooler. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a local deer right here. And, I mean, 117-inch deer in Lamar County is a really big deer. It is. I like that 4 by 32 scope he had. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just looking at the picture. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I will. How far did shoot at 208 yards? <laughs> I think so. No. No, it's a good kill. That's, uh, that's a good deer. And, and then Southern's got one. They've, they've got to score it and, and send me the uh, the details. I actually saw a picture of it, and it's I'm guessing it's going to be – 75, 75, 80 tops. All right, one, one last thing because I got to get going. I'm going to say, I'm going to give a little shout out to my father-in-law. He's in a camp in Texas. Yes. Hunter, Hunter hadn't seen this deer probably. Uh, he had a huge deer last year that, that they only shoot, you know, deer that they all agree are deer that need to be shot. I Look, I got a few I disagreed with them on, but I'm not a member of that camp. That's just my father-in-law asking me for my opinion. And send uh, – North Texas. Somewhere in Texas, yeah. It's North Texas. Um, bunch of long, dirt. Yeah, a bunch of dirt, long <laughs> shots. People are like, what are their food plots look like? Food plots. They ain't, <laughs> a green, they ain't a blade of green grass in the whole area. <laughs> kind of like Mississippi so, right So they now. hunt feeders. Yeah. And he shot a buck, a great buck, the other day. At 185 yards, he's got to set up like you guys do with the – he went and spent a bunch of money on a rifle, you know, shoot long range. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so he he can't find it. He's freaking out. I mean, he's going through it, guys. He's late fifties, and he's on the phone with me, like, I don't even want to do this. This is crazy. I'm out here spending all this money, and I can't find a drop of blood. I said, Look, call a dog. Relax. I'm sure you hit it. Well, the reason I bring this up is we were really lucky in the state of Mississippi to have the Mississippi Blood Trailer Network because there's not a fee. Now you do need to tip them. That's right. I'll advocate for them right here. Like I just had a guy come out and couldn't find my deer. He was there an hour and a half. I gave him sixty dollars cash. Right. And that was with no recovery. Right. Uh, because my father-in-law called a dog guy. They're not free in Texas. Yeah. $500. It was $500. Now, next morning, guy showed up with the dog, went 600 yards, in the river, is that deer. He found him. Found and, the and, – and, and the deer, did he score it yet? No. It's at the taxidermist because it's coming to Kyle. He's got it being fully caped out. Okay. At the taxidermist over there, so he can legally bring it in the state because of the CWD. Because of CWD, you can't bring right. any meat on it. That's right. And so he does not even. Once he found it, I think he only had the deer in his possession for an hour or two, and he found a local taxidermist and said, "Look, I'm leaving in three or four days. I need it just cape in the horn. Yeah, that's it." And so I'm going to score it. He's wait. He's going to bring it to me. I think it's around 165. I need to show. I, I thought that too. When I saw a, it, and uh, and to find a picture. Oh, uh, to find. A uh, 165 inch deer, um, spending $500 on a dog was a good purchase. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a it's a great buck. So that's it on the hoof. Yeah. And then I think it looks a little bigger once he had it in his hands. 
Yeah, I mean, I I'd have shot it, but that 500 yards <laughs> to make it fair. <laughs> yeah, his was 185. But it's a great deer. I'm ready to get my hands on it and see it. Um, and and Turner Brothers is going to do the mount for him here. Yeah, he he said I want to bring it to Kyle, and I said, uh, well let me let me call him. There's some laws about this, right? And Kyle was like, yeah, he needs to take a local taxidermist. But you know, that, that's probably a hundred bucks to get it full caped out, you know? right? I just put it in the truck and drove it. In. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I shot this to the house. Yeah. The, only, the only thing is, Kyle told me. Kyle was like, "Look, some people just drive them over." He said, "But the deal is, he's got a report. If you if you get caught with it, you'll probably never see your deer again." Right? You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. Yeah, can you imagine having a 165 inch deer? And the dude's like, "Yeah, you're not taking that." That's right. Oh, I'd be sick to my stomach. You're right. Well, I'm glad you brought up, uh, brought that up, and brought Kyle up. Dude, so, uh, imagine the fight that I'm in with a cop, <laughs> and he's like, "What's under the tarp?" And I'm like, "Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter, dude. Was I speeding or not? <laughs> Do you uh, have a warrant?" <laughs> yeah, and I'm not. Do you want to fight me right and, now? And I'm not even telling y'all he's getting it caped just so it sounds good for the show. No, he really is because he was like, "I don't want to get the deer taken away." No, I, I, I think like, it's a wise decision. That's good too move. too good of a deer to risk not having it. Yeah, and I have I've only seen a picture. I need to go by and see Kyle this week. There was a buck killed in Natchez in the last two weeks. It was 180 inches, and it's at Kyle has it. Yeah, he's got it. Well, you call me when you're going to go over there. I'll meet you. Yeah, I'd love to go. See I, I just saw it. My brother-in-law showed me a picture of it. It's an absolute giant. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I'm glad you mentioned Kyle again. Um. Hey, you know, if you kill a deer this year, you want to get it mounted, uh, Turner Brothers Taxidermy here in Hattiesburg, I don't think anybody I don't think anybody can do a better job than they can. And, uh, you know, we had Kyle on the show last year. Need to get him back on again this year. Yeah, and, I need him to get back on here, and he needs to do a free fish for me. A free fish. <laughs> or half price something, dude. Something. All right. You guys got anything else? I do not. No. All right. Well, uh, before the week's over. I've got one thing. Hit it. We're not talking politics next next time. Okay. You're good. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I will have the uh we'll have the um the William Carey USM list on our website at pinstripes2camo.com in the next few days. Um and you'll be able to keep up with that throughout the season. Uh it goes through January thirty first and uh, just keep a rolling tally. Most inches at the end of the year wins. So we'll see how it goes. And I'm done for the night. You guys are. What's up? Yep. All right. Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks. My Mississippi.